Good morning. Welcome to Worship at Trinity as we continue our Lenten walk from uh, Transfiguration to Good Friday. Our order of service this morning is morning prayer that begins on page 235. The best way to follow along is to put your uh, bulletin in the back of the hymnal and go to the page indicated on the panel that sticks out. Before we begin, we um, recite our Learn by Heart from the Catechism. So if you grab your hymnal and turn to page 325, we're uh, going to recite together the third part about Holy Baptism. That's on page 325. How can water do such great things? Certainly not just water. The Lord has redeemed his people.
The Lord has redeemed his people. Our first reading is from Jeremiah, chapter 15. O Lord, you know, remember me and visit me, and take vengeance for me on my persecutors. In your forbearance, take me not away. Know that for your sake I bear reproach. Your words were found, and I ate them, and your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I am called by your name, 
O Lord God of hosts. I did not sit in the company of revelers, nor did I rejoice. I sat alone because your hand was upon me, for you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Will you be to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail? Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return, I will restore you, and you shall stand before me. If you utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall be as my mouth. They shall turn to you, but you shall not turn to them. And I will make you to this people a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail over you. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, declares the Lord. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the Gospel according to St. Luke, the 13th chapter. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I finish my course. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the following day. For it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. Behold, your house is forsaken. And I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We just read a passage from the prophet Jeremiah. He's one of the so-called major prophets in the Old Testament. But I was sort of wondering this week, what do we really know about Jeremiah? What do you know about Jeremiah? Well, we know he was a prophet, but he wasn't like most of the other prophets. See, when we think of a prophet, we usually picture an old man with a long gray beard hobbling around with a cane, maybe saying things that sound strange to our ears. 
But this was not the case with Jeremiah. In fact, he was barely an adult when God called him to be a prophet. Can you imagine? A mere 20 years old, and he's to go and tell the Israelites their sins. No wonder the people didn't want to listen to him. Not only was he a young man, who is Jeremiah and what does he know? But he had a very unpopular message, as the prophets so often did. Destruction was coming for God's people. A much larger kingdom called Assyria had already destroyed half of God's people, the kingdom of Israel. And now Babylon, an even worse enemy, was coming for the rest. And there was young, fresh-faced Jeremiah to go and tell the people and to warn them. Of course, in Jeremiah's day, there were other prophets, just as there are prophets in our day, too. Men who would go about speaking to the people along with Jeremiah, but they weren't saying the same things. They told the people what they wanted to hear. The people of Israel and the people of Judah, they liked these prophets. They were popular because they had good news. Don't worry about what Jeremiah says. He's so young, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's a couple of cards short of a full deck, so to speak. And there were more of these prophets. Why listen to that crazy loner when you have all of us? Jeremiah says that if you don't stop sinning, then Jerusalem will be destroyed. But would God really let that happen? Everything's going to be fine. It's not that bad. Babylon's not that strong. Except it was that bad. Time was running out. God's patience was wearing thin. As my mother used to tell me when I was a kid, you're walking on thin ice. God's people were unfaithful. They had ignored God's word. They broke the commandments. And they worshipped false gods. And now they were faced with losing everything. But it didn't have to be this way. If they would repent, if they would turn and stop sinning, then God would spare them. But the people wouldn't listen. The words of the false prophets were too sweet upon their ears. Why eat vegetables when you can have ice cream? Why have oatmeal for breakfast when that bacon smells so good? And it got so bad they literally picked Jeremiah up and threw him into a pit, a dried out well. And so Jeremiah wanted to quit. Wouldn't you? What's the use, God? They aren't worth it, these miserable, no-good, sinful people. But the people were worth it. They were worth it to God. God loved these people so much that he wouldn't let Jeremiah quit. But God didn't threaten Jeremiah either. You'd better climb out of this pit and get back into that city and tell those people or else. No, instead he gives Jeremiah promises. He reassures Jeremiah that he will be with him and would strengthen him. 
And so we heard what God tells Jeremiah, if you return, I will restore you. Repent and return. Turn away and turn to me. God promises Jeremiah three things. He says, first, I will restore you and you will stand before me. Second, I will make you to this people a fortified wall of bronze. They shall not prevail over you. And third, he said, I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. How good those words must have sounded to Jeremiah. And yet they were words that Jeremiah would have to take on faith. For they hadn't happened yet. A promise is only as good as the one who makes it. But if God is the one making the promise as he did to Jeremiah, then you can count on it. Jeremiah did. He believed God and that God kept his word because he does. Those promises of God were exactly what he needed. They were what the people of Judah needed, and it was exactly the words we need today. Maybe you've been in Jeremiah's place, at your wit's end, ready to throw in the towel, give up on yourself, give up on others, give up maybe even on God. Maybe you too have felt hurled into the pit of despair. If that's you, then maybe you feel also like Jeremiah at being called to repentance. It's not me who needs to repent, God, it's those people. But repent we must. This Lenten season and all through the year, repentance is what we must do. Turning away from our own sinful, selfish desires and turning again to the Lord and his word. Repenting for the times we have acted as if God doesn't see or care, as if he's asking just a little too much, as if his grace isn't sufficient. And so the call goes out to repent, to return to God, to come back to his faithful promises, to restore you, protect you, and deliver you, to promise the promise to save you from your sins, promises that are fulfilled for you in Jesus Christ. Today we also heard Jesus lamenting over Jerusalem, or sort of complaining. He wanted to care for and gather his people, but they wouldn't have it, and they rejected him. They were unwilling, and it broke his heart. But even so, he doesn't reject them. They have forsaken the faith of their fathers, but Jesus will not forsake them. They will see him rejected, and then they will see him on the cross. And there on the cross is where he restores them. There on the cross is where he fulfills all the promises of God. There on the cross, he will be the forsaken one so that you don't ever have to be. And so God said to Jeremiah, If you return, I will restore you, and you shall stand before me. Though fallen in sin and death, the cross of Jesus brings forgiveness and life from the dead. God, will raise up Jer God raised up Jeremiah from the pit, and he will raise you up from the pit as well. The pit of sin and death, 
Jesus' resurrection is and will be your resurrection. You will stand before God in righteousness and purity forever. That's his promise to you, and he's as good as his word. No matter how bad things might seem, no matter how bad things might get, remember God's promise to you. Repent and return. He will restore you. He is your life and your salvation. You are his dear child. There's nothing he wouldn't give up for you, even his own son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen.
Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you despise nothing you have made and forgive the sins of all who are penitent. Create in us new and contrite hearts that lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, we may receive from you full pardon and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O Lord, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, Let us bless the Lord. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen.